Hello, Mindful Venturers. Welcome to another end-of-week check-in on Mindful Venturing. I'm your host, Prashant Pongshe. How has your week been? Hope it's been good. I've had a good week, a short week. Uh, I had some time off, which is why there wasn't an episode earlier in the week, even though I'm a bit ahead on recordings and things, but there will be one next week. And the subject of today's little end-of-week check-in ties in nicely with not just the next episode, but the previous one as well. In my discussions with friends and listeners over the last week or so, the episode last week where I did a guided meditation prompted a lot of thoughts about feeling like an imposter or what's sometimes termed as, you know, imposter syndrome, although that makes it sound a lot more dramatic than it actually is. And it got me thinking more deeply about other times when I felt that and how I've dealt with it, what's gone well, what hasn't gone well. And where I landed on it is actually it's quite normal to feel this way. And the more normal you can feel as an imposter, the better the outcomes will be. And so I'd started quite excitedly earlier in the week planning out how I'm going to explain all of this. And then I got lucky. Because one of the books that I'm reading at the moment is by Seth Godin called The Practice. Now, brief sidebar, if you haven't read any of his books, I'll put a link in the episode notes. They are a bit different, or they can be a bit different in their style. The best way I can describe it, it's it's like they are an organised thought stream. And so he builds on a particular topic by just going through these small vignettes, which are like mini chapters, which then over time sort of build into this nice narrative about what the core message of the book is. And in this case, it's about Shipping creative work is what the subhead on the book talks about. And I haven't read all of his books, but they are really quite good and quite well thought out. And like I said, that different writing style can be quite engaging because it's not what... I don't think anyone else writes books that way. And so it's kind of refreshing when I do dive into one of his books again to slip into that kind of narrative, even though I think it takes me a couple of um, couple of chapters to switch my brain into that gear. I'm probably overstating the point. Don't be put off by reading his books. But the point is that not only did I stumble across a part in this book about the imposter syndrome, he wrote it and put it in a way that was obviously much better than I could. So let me read out a snippet now. He says, I feel like an imposter, at least when I'm doing my best work. And I feel like an imposter often. That's because my best work involves doing things that I've never done before. Of course, you're not sure it's going to work. How could you be? Of course, there's no manual, no proven best practices, no established rulebook. The very nature of innovation is to act as if, 
to act as if you're onto something, as if it's going to work, as if you have a right to be here. And along the way, you can discover what doesn't work on your way to finding out what does. Imposter syndrome is real. It's a sign that you're healthy and that you're doing important work. It means that you're trusting the process and doing it with generosity. Isn't that great? And it made me reflect this week on the hurdle that I got over last week. I mean, it didn't just happen last week. It was a culmination of many weeks and months of trying to get over my imposter syndrome and think, well, yeah, I think I can make a entrepreneurial specific guided meditation. But I really like, and I wish I'd read this kind of language before about if you're feeling it and you're doing something innovative, then it's quite normal because it's okay to feel that, well, maybe this is going to fail or not work or not sound right or whatever. And that's because, for example, in my case, I had no recipe or no real set script to follow. I was just giving it my shot. And so I had to work much harder, I think, to, as he says, get to a point where I could feel as though I was onto something and act, acting as though this is going to work and that I am credible enough to be doing this. In the absence of evidence of said credibility, but you don't need that because you are trying something new and a word that he uses, not just in this book, but I think in a lot of books, he's not afraid to use the word process. But the way he uses it, I think, really makes a lot of sense in this context because he says, it's a sign that you're doing healthy and doing important work, but it means that you're trusting the process and doing it with generosity. And so my takeaway for myself, particularly for really creative, innovative work, is to just tell myself beforehand that actually that feeling of imposter syndrome is not only normal, but it's a very real sign that I'm on the right track. And because I'm a thoughtful person and because I surround myself with people who give me really great advice, um, who challenge me and so on, I know that as I'm going through that process, I'm going to not just blindly put something out there, but using that meditation as an example, even though my friends really encouraged me to say, yes, just back yourself and do it, I didn't actually just do us. what I should have done is just do a short version when I was feeling, when I was at peak imposter, <laughs> at peak imposter I should have recorded a much smaller snippet and sent it to them and said, here you go, I've done something. Let me know what you think. Because that would have been better than sitting on it and better than waiting till I'd worked through my issues or what have you. And sure, the end result is great. But because of my fear and my approach, it took me longer to get to that end result. So 
that's what I'm going to try and do next time, particularly for something really creative, something which I haven't done before is to really tell myself that this is normal and even though I don't like the language of, you know, what's the worst that can happen, I think there's some of that needs to come into this as well. That Okay, even if I haven't done something like this before, it's unlikely to be totally rubbish. And in this case, what was I really afraid of? Because nowhere in my professional or non-professional history does it say I was a meditation expert or teacher or what have you. So as long as I'm transparent, which I was, about that, then the expectation should be, hey, I am really new to this side of things, but I'm just giving it a go. So actually, there was really no reason to wait as long as I did. And just on that, thanks for all the great encouragement and feedback after the episode. It was really nice um, hearing from everyone. And yes, I think I will do more. But what I think I'll do is, as I said to you, the main podcast part of the feed will be more interviews. And then um, I will either make it a Friday or a weekend extra or even uh, put it on the website as as part of a free membership or something like that. Who knows? But I'm encouraged by everyone's feedback and I'm boosted by the self-confidence it gave me to not only just do it, but actually put it, be sort of be brave enough to actually just put it out there. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, please do and let me know what you think. As I said, I tried to make it slightly different to a Headspace or any other app because I think there's something more that I could add to it. Um, and that's what I tried to do. So now, in the spirit of keeping these episodes relatively short, there are just two quick other things I wanted to mention to help you end the week on a high and give you something, give you some food for thought as you use the weekend to rest and recharge and do whatever bits of work that you need to do. And that is a follow-up on an article that I mentioned in the first Friday check-in, which was around this feeling of languishing, this idea that maybe we're not all depressed, but we're certainly not all, you know, very happy and we're not always anxious, but then what are we feeling? And there was a great article and podcast by Adam Grant, which tried to actually put some language and some context around it. And I'll link to that again in the episode notes. But interestingly, what's also happened is that someone has written a follow-up article um, along the lines of, well, okay, if we were all languishing, then what to do with it? And it feels like these words are going to become more accepted now because what this article talks about is, well, if you're languishing, then what can you do to flourish? Which I think is another great word. So I'll link to that article in the episode uh, episode notes. I won't uh, talk about it too much here because... Um, like I said, I want to keep these episodes fairly short, but I thought that was a really nice way of closing out the topic because it's one thing to say, oh, here's a problem where we're all sort of thinking about it. Okay, now let's define it a bit better. Great. Does everyone feel better? We sort of know what we're talking about. Okay, yes, we do feel better. Then what? How do we go about actually unpacking some of these feelings and emotions and, and finding a way to navigate or move on through it. And this article does a good job of of talking about that. 
it starts off asking people to to do a bit of a self-assessment, which is a good idea because then you can sort of work out exactly what you need, how severely you're feeling the issues, and then goes into some more practical uh, tips, which are great. Um, and like I said, the link to the article is in the episode notes. And lastly, I wanted to share something that I came across this week in the form of a seminar that I attended. So friend of the podcast, Phil Hay Sinclair, who was on an earlier episode, is the CEO and co-founder of Drop Bio, a biotech company here in Australia. And his company's online community, which is all about health and well-being and so on, um, had a great seminar with a get great interview rather with an Australian entrepreneur called Joe Burston and it was centered around how entrepreneurs manage their health and well-being and navigate the ups and downs, which is quite aligned with obviously the, some of the things that I've discussed on this podcast. So I've linked to that to the replay of that uh, interview in the episode notes. I really encourage you to watch it. I thought it was a really great discussion because it was a very natural conversation between two people, which is what works best. You know, it wasn't. Um, it was structured, but it wasn't so structured. It felt very natural. And Joe shared a lot of insights about what she's learned and, you know, what, what she, what's worked for her, what she would do differently and so on. One of the interesting things I think she said was how she now tends to think of energy levels as like a 100-point system. So I think her, I think what she was saying is her way of managing her energy levels or sort of keeping away from feeling too depleted is to sort of check in with herself during the day and, and just think about it in terms of, okay, I started off with a 100-point balance in terms of energy and these activities that I'm now going through through the day, how much are they taking away from that balance? And that gives her a good sense of what's left in the tank effectively for the rest of the day. And I think that's a really simple but very powerful way of looking at it. So please um, have a look at that interview and actually the drop-in community, which is what this health and wellbeing community, this is being called is free to join so um uh yeah i really encourage you to check that out so that's my one cool thing for the week um those are my reflections and what was on my mind for the week as i checked in with myself with you if that makes sense like i said please check in with the people around you and get what you need to end the week on a high and if you like you can check in with me if if that's the easiest thing for you to do uh, podcast at mindfulventuring.com is the email. Other links are in the episode notes. Have a great end of your week. And until next week, keep calm and venture on.